Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, is everybody settled? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Let Me Tell You a Story. As promised, we are uploading every week now, and I haven't messed it up. Granted, this is only the second week, but you know what? Pat's on my back. That's all I'm going to say. Pat's on my back. <laughs> babe, this is the part where you say, good nobody, job, babe. Nobody says that. It's not a phrase. I say it. Nobody says it. I say it. I've never heard you say it before. No, I've never said it before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start, though. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) All right, so for today's episode, we have a roundup of the stories you may have missed in true crime for February 2022. We are going out of town this weekend, so we have to plan ahead because (laughs) as promised, every episode has to come out every Monday. And I'm speaking out loud. This has nothing to do with any of you, but I'm just planning my week. Anyways, so. (laughs) You do this professionally right yeah but i got like nervous i was like oh my god we have to leave for that wedding so let me tell you about the true crime stories you may have missed in february 2022 starting with the story out of boston mass Uh a man from worcester and this is not worcestershire this is just worcester there's no sure on the end of it before you say you're worcester yeah Technically, that's how you would pronounce it. How do you say it again? Worcester. Worcester. And we say Worcester in South Africa. Mm. But if you're from Boston, Mass., I'm sure you say Worcester. Is that your Boston accent? Or Worcester. That tree's got to go. That's a murder tree. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Did you hear that? Uh Uh-huh. It spoke to us. We're going to die. So this man from Worcester decided that it was about damn time he started living on the wild side. Oh, yeah. So he broke into Boston's Franklin Park Zoo. Oh, no. (laughs) At around 9 a.m., 24-year-old Matthew Abraham climbed over a gate to gain entry into the zoo. But you know what? Being inside the zoo just wasn't enough for Matthew. What time? 9 a.m. Oh, early bird. Yeah. He was trying to feel different, I'm assuming, so he scaled a few fences in order to gain entry to the, guess. Gorilla. Mm. Lion. Mm. Gorilla lion. <laughs> tiger. Oh, come on. Tiger enclosure. You know, everyone's all about tigers these lions, days. Lions, tigers. Yeah, I mean, shit. honestly, I would have guessed gorilla too because everyone's always trying to get with the gorillas. But I feel like most of the accidents that have happened at zoos happen in the primate, ape, gorilla. This guy's two years too late for tigers. That came and went. No one cares about tigers anymore. Matthew Abraham does. Very much so. And you know what? It worked. Because Matthew Abraham had (laughs) successfully found himself in the area right aside the enclosure designated for staff only. Since it was 9 a.m., I'm assuming that even though the zoo may have been closed, he should have been expecting there to be staff there because most zoos open at what, 10 a.m., 11 a.m., right? Literally no idea. You would think. You would think 10 a.m., like a zoo would open at 10 a.m. I think I would open at 9. Right, that's what I'm saying. So he went there like right before opening, which is really dumb. And 
as he attempted to get even closer to the tigers, the staff approached him. And that's when Matthew Abraham ran. He just ran. But security was alerted and they were able to detain him elsewhere in the park. Did now, they, Did they track him? No, they didn't. No. They just took him into custody. They, they took him down. They called police. Now, when he was questioned later, he had nothing really to say at all, except for the fact that he's just really into tigers, <laughs> which is like, you know what? Fine. Okay. He's charged with trespassing and disorderly conduct. But you know what? Really? I think that he should be thanking the staff for potentially saving his life. Because it's all fun and games before you get mauled by a freaking tiger. Why do people think that that is fun? That's like a real thing that continues to happen every single year. There's at least one story of somebody trying to break into an enclosure in a zoo. Do you think people are like just out of their minds? Yeah, like he had no manifesto or nothing. But so I'm saying like, do you actually think you're invincible? Or do you think that yeah, it's it'll, it'll be fun? Yeah. Or do you just not care? Yeah, or are you just so delusional that you think all animals just, will obey you? Yeah, just haven't done your homework at all. Was it in Blackfish where there was another story where they found that trespasser, the homeless guy, and he was like being held at the bottom of the pool by the orca? I don't know. Do you remember that? No. Did you see Blackfish? No. You never watched it? Would have got me too upset, I think. Uh, that was the last time I ever went to a zoo, was after watching that movie, documentary. I can't remember the last time I went to a zoo. Blackfish is one of the most incredible documentaries I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, I just think it, I already know the it's content so and I'm mm -hmm. already on board. So it's like, well, do I want to put myself through that? It's so disturbing. Right. I watched it once. I never have to watch it again. But it like changed the way I view so many things in terms of animals. But it really effed me up. Like really effed me up. But then it's like you have to wonder. It's like some people, sure, they have, there's other issues going on. But these people that break into zoos year after year, it's like, are you are you just that wild and crazy? Or you think you're that invincible or that entitled? Or think, do you genuinely not realize how dangerous animals yeah, are? Yeah, I think people are stupid. People are really stupid. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I wonder what the statistics are on like orcas in the wild killing people. They don't. Right. So it's just like there's never I think at when when I had checked it last because after Blackfish, I fell into like a hole, right? <laughs> like truly, I fell into a hole. It screwed me up so bad. And at that time, there had never, ever, not a single time had there been a case of an orca attacking a human in the wild. But in captivity, there had been multiple attacks yeah, on multiple continents. And it was the big one. It was like her name was Dawn. I remember she was the trainer of. Uh, Tilla Tillamook, which which was Tillamook, yeah, Tilla Tilla Shamu. No, 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 Tilla, not Tillamook. Maybe I'm just getting <laughs> it's just a big <laughs> cheesy <laughs> whale. I'm getting it confused with the cheese that we eat. <laughs> Tilla, hold on a second. Tilla come. <laughs> that's way worse. Tilla come. Tilla come has taken the lives of three people. He's a serial killer. It's tight. <laughs> yeah. And there, at that point, there had been not a single case of a an orca attacking a human. Like, orcas are genuinely very friendly to humans. I don't even like to think about the people that are attacking whales or trying to capture them. Because what are you really... What are you really... Whale oil. Cap Capturing... Really? Yeah. I just it's assumed like a, that the only people hunting whales were the ones that are doing it for zoos. No, I think whale oil is a thing. And I think Japanese, the Japanese nation have been on again, off again hunting whales because it's like a delicacy. 
right? Like it's a traditional delicacy. I would never eat whale. No. Ever in my life. Would you eat human flesh? No. Man, I would. I wouldn't. (laughs) Why? See what it tastes like. What the f- What? (laughs) What do you mean? You answer that so fast. Man, I would. I've thought about it. Not that I like want you, to. You've thought I'm not, about like, it. You've thought like, about it. If the plane crashed on the mountain, you'd love to eat the flesh. Yeah, dude, get it. Why? Um, why not? That is so creepy. <laughs> so, moving on to some parents in the news. It's not a, us. That was a whole lot story. Guy broke in and they tackled him. Yeah, he's charged with trespassing and disorderly I conduct. Think those are both like misdemeanors. Yeah, but that's what I was saying. Like, what he really should be thankful for is for having his life saved. Yeah. I had a dream last night that I got <laughs> bitten by a mountain lion. You heard the story. I forgot. Yeah. That's why you picked this story. <laughs> yes, it was terrifying. It bit on the ankle <laughs> and you were fine. Yeah, it bit me on the ankle and I was like, oh, get it out, get it out. <laughs> Whatever, you're a cannibal. <laughs> All right, so we have some parents in the news, okay? In New Hampshire. What the hell happens in New Hampshire? If you're from New Hampshire, can you let us know what happens there? I would really appreciate that. I don't know what it is. You don't know what New Hampshire is? I don't know where it is, I said. Oh, it's It's, on the East Coast? Yeah, sure. It's like Connecticut, New Hampshire. It's all the same shit. It's teeny tiny, I'm assuming. I I don't know. We don't know the East Coast at all, huh? We've been in New York a bajillion times. Yeah. And New Jersey, because we usually fly into (laughs) Newark. (laughs) And that's the only reason. I'm flying into JFK these days. Yeah, but flying into JFK, it takes like an hour to get anywhere. Just for the hotel. Oh, I see. The TWA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you're flying out, you can go super early and then go hang out at the hotel and it's tight. Like the pool's on the roof, you can see the planes, the gift shop's great. It's like great architecture. It's a good day out. And it like takes the stress out of like getting to the airport. Mm -hmm. You can get hammered. It's great. Yeah, it's amazing. I want to go. I want to see it. Next time we go to New York. All right. Okay. Again, we got some parents in the news. Okay, sorry. No, you're fine. I love talking about that hotel. So the parents of an eight-year-old little boy decided to treat their darling little son by building him a treehouse. But because I'm assuming that this is the suburbs, the parents did their due diligence by checking with their neighbors first before embarking on their DIY treehouse. That's good. Good people. Sure. But okay, just for anyone listening, I want to make this clear. Do I believe that anyone in our neighborhood would check with their neighbors before building a treehouse? No. Nor would I expect anyone to expect people to check with them. That's just not how it works. That's just LA, though. Yeah, but this is not the city. We don't live downtown. We are literally in a very neighborhoody area of LA. But nobody would ever check with us. But in wherever the fuck I was in Chicago, Winnetka? Yeah, in Winnetka. I bet you have to ask everyone on the fucking street before you build a treehouse. Of course, because in Illinois, you have homeowners associations, which I can speak to because I'm from there. I think it just works differently in California in or in Los Angeles and its surrounding areas. I think it works different in the West. But my whole point is that we live in a very neighborhoody area of L.A. in comparison to a lot of L.A. And I still can't imagine anybody checking before they built a treehouse. Yeah, no. It just wouldn't happen. Yeah. But obviously these parents did, okay? And when they got the okay from all of their neighbors, they got to work. What their neighbors were not expecting 
was a massive treehouse measuring 25 feet long and eight feet high, which is exactly what they got. Damn, that's tight. 25 feet long. (laughs) And with this giant contraption, everybody was pissed. The treehouse was now a massive eyesore on the street and totally obstructing the neighbor's scenic views of the field, is what I read. (laughs) Field views. Yeah. That literally straight from the article. Field views. You want to sit and watch the the geese in the field. Yeah. So the treehouse quickly became a... Oh, my God, Hazy. Wait for it. Oh, my God. (laughs) That is so sad the way she falls like that. So the treehouse quickly became a local story, and the parents held firm that, hey, hello, we checked with the neighbors, and their intentions were never to upset anybody. They were just trying to build a treehouse, all right? But as the family went back and forth with the neighbors, the Portsmouth Board of Adjustment stepped in to make it clear. This treehouse, because of its size, was really like a deck, because I'm assuming that 25 feet long doesn't constitute a treehouse. 25 feet is probably like this tall to this wall. That is and massive. eight feet tall is the floor to the ceiling. Okay, eight feet tall is not as bad. 25 feet long. Eight feet tall is bad if it's up a tree. Yes, because that is actually obstructing these. <laughs> right. But 25 feet long? That is absurd. Also, wh- wh- what? what? It's like a shipping container. No, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. I hope it was super cool. <laughs> I hope it was cool, too. So the Board of Adjustment said that, okay, this is like a deck, actually, because of the dimensions and due to its size... So, therefore, it needs to be treated like a deck. And their, their um, whatchamacallit, their recommendations or Limits. requirements or whatever for a deck is that it has to be a certain amount of feet away from the fence, a lot closer to the house, obviously, like a deck would be. So, they were like, you got to move this tree house. <laughs> no word on if they did. I'm assuming if it's in a tree, that's going to be very difficult. Or if they built it with a ladder or whatever, self-standing structure, they do have to move it back away from the fence. And the Board of Adjustment said it's mostly due to the fact that it is so obstructive in terms of the view for neighbors. Mm. They got that many complaints. But can you imagine being like, yeah, sure. Oh, my God. That's so sweet. I can't wait to see it. And then, <laughs> like, a few days later, seeing this, like, seeing the foundation of this thing and being like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's wild. 25 feet long. They build it themselves? Yes. Yeah. The guy was a carpenter or what? I don't know. Actually, maybe they got <laughs> some people to come in. I think I would get hella nervous if I was a neighbor when I saw a, a construction company coming in. I mean, that's like an ADU. It's like straight up. Someone could live in that. Cool. I think the moral of that story is that that eight-year-old is spoiled. <laughs> Is that the end of the story? Yeah. Where's the crime? <laughs> it's just the way a you moral, view it. A moral crime? It's a moral crime, okay. for sure. All right. All right, moving on. We're in Pennsylvania for this next story, where just under 60,000 bees were stolen from a grocery store. I, ooh, I think I might have heard about this. Yeah, this is a big story. Who were holding the bees in a field, I guess? So, like... This must be a very rural town. So the company believes that the bees were actually stolen right at the end of January between the 28th through the 31st. And of course, all jokes aside, okay, we have to talk about this. This is horrible. As we should all know by now, bees are absolutely integral to the agricultural industry and therefore our economy. So I did some research. So to put this into perspective, okay, 
These contribute about $15 billion to the U.S. economy every single year. And on a global scale, bees pollinate about 35% of the world's food crops. So literally, and I mean literally, truly, we cannot survive without bees. Yeah, they're all dying, though. And they're all dying. Pesticides. We cannot survive without bees. Yeah. So this grocery store has these bees. They had a bunch of bees, okay? They're keeping them in a field, and they say that it's extremely important to their local food chain as well as overall the country. And I mean, like, kudos to them. Any company that's like, hey, we have a grocery store. We want to do local whatever. It's amazing that they're like, oh, we'll also house these bees. We'll take care of them or whatever, you know? Like, that's I think that's really cool that, like, actual grocery stores are taking that on. But yeah, 60,000 bees were stolen for God knows what reason. I don't know. I have no idea because they're becoming rarer to find. What? Bees? I mean, they're dying. So yeah, they're hard to It's just find. like easier to just steal from. Yeah, it's horrible. They're probably worth a lot of money. How many bees? 60,000. So they, they were all in those hives. Like when we were in mm-hmm. Sonoma, mm-hmm. you so they were just the Yeah, they were just taking the hives. Yeah. Which I don't know if people understand that. Can you explain what that looks like? So you're driving past a field, and in the middle of the field, there's a bunch of white boxes that are like a filing cabinet, mm-hmm, maybe, mm-hmm. but there's like 40, 50 of them. Those are all segmented hives where bee colonies live. And then obviously in Sonoma, where it's super agricultural, there's a lot of produce, They they you can rent bees for your right. property, and they'll drop them in the middle of your field, and they'll pollinate all the crops and whatever. Right. Because I'm sure a lot of people have driven past those fields and not known what those things are. Because I didn't even know until you told me. I was like, what the hell is that? So back to the story, okay? And just to talk about bees some more. The population of bees is declining at an alarming rate. In 2021 alone, the state reported a loss of 41% of their bee population. That is the state of Pennsylvania, right? And that seems like so much, but it's still less than the national average, Okay which put the countrywide loss of the bee population at nearly 46% between April of 2020 and April of 2021. It's horrifying. People were saying a few years ago already, like, we are in such a crisis with bees. It's been like 10 years. Yeah, like bees are are all dying. Like, we see bees in the backyard that are, like, spazzing out because they've had too many chemicals and they, like, die on the floor. We go outside and I find dead bees on the ground. Yeah. So people use these... Things to get rid of mosquitoes, huge one, and like mites and things for their crops, but they don't realize that they're also killing all of the bees and butterflies that are pollinating the crops. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the administration just re-upped on that really bad chemical that is the main cause of- Deet? No. Oh, like it's a pesticide. It's a pesticide. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then everyone was like, you should ban this shit. And they're like, we're not going to do that because we need all the food. But think, yeah. think about- Think about what it's doing to bees. Mm-hmm. Think about people eating it, mm-hmm. and then multiply that by the by like, oh, you eat every day, so you're just eating like probably a tiny bit of pesticides yeah. every day. Well, that's why our cancer rates keep going up times your entire life. You know what bugs me the most is that people love to associate this the talk of bees with like some liberal agenda. Sure, you can tie everything to the fact that we're screwing up the environment a hundred percent. But if you are the most Republican person in the entire world and you are sick of hearing about liberals talking about global warming, one, you're wrong. But 
whatever. I don't even care anymore. Way to reach out. Yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> but two, we can all we should all still be able to agree on this one thing. Wow. Bees pollinate our crops. We eat the crops. There will not be there will not be food if bees do not exist. I mean, the whole point of a conservative is to conserve, right? So why wouldn't you be super into conserving the environment? I think there are a lot of conservatives that are super into agriculture. Like where I grew up and a lot of rural towns have like 4-H clubs and things like that. Just like this lo- this really easy way to tack it onto a liberal agenda of like, we're ruining the environment, you know? They think that that's all we talk about. Where in reality, conservatives and people from smaller towns and the all-American person is super into agriculture. That's like what America's built on. Yes, modern uh, modern agriculture is also fucked though, right? Like the the way modern agriculture runs is these super giant farms, and the only way to process and protect all their crops is with all these pesticides and machinery. It fucks the soil up. It fucks fucks the wildlife up. Like, a farm is not a natural habitat. Mm -hmm. So, like, in England, there's a big movement now of, like, rewilding. So, like, all of these people are banding together, forming these trusts, and they'll buy farmland or old pieces of land, and then they'll just let it go. Let it go to wild. Yeah. And all of these, like, species are coming back Mm -hmm. because they're just letting, like, shit, like, be itself. And it's better for the land. You could do that and then 10 years later come in and build a farm and then wait do that for 10 years and then rewild it, it regenerates the land. I just don't think that would ever happen in America. No, because it's all about money. And yeah. that's why the Republican conservative element, that's where they d- diverge from, like, let's conserve. Like, Reagan loved the countryside. He act- was actually very pro, like, national parks and conserving all kinds of shit. But where they split is where they were like, well, it's, we're a money party. We're into making money mm. and the free market. As soon as you put money into like land, like how do we maximize the value of this land for financial gain? Mm-hmm. You're like, you're fucking it up. It's going to get fucked up. And if you have kids, anyone who has a kid should be worried about bees. Right. Because your kid's going to eat. Dude, that's terrifying. <laughs> I, to, I need a drink. I'm stressed. <laughs> See, I mean, 41% is yeah. so insane. It's not good. I think this is a good reminder to everybody. Oops. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. What? Oh, no, you're fine. Hey, record. I think this is a good reminder to everybody to plant some trees. If you can, if you have the space, plant a tree. And also plant, look up what plants thrive in your area that also are helpful to bees and butterflies. Because there oh, are yeah. plenty. Pollination plants. Yeah, pollination plants. Go to Home Depot. They literally have a section for it. They'll literally tell you on the freaking tag, this is a pollination plant. Like, buy some, please. Please do it. We can send we can send out Pride of Madeira. That shit grows like crazy. Yeah, yeah. it's like a we weed like at this four, point. Four, and four, we four. also have like 40,000 bees in our backyard. <laughs> so just be smart. And don't make it political. It's about freaking bees. It's not politics. All we, right? We made it political. Yeah, whatever. All right, now we're moving on to some weird shit out of Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay. The secret of Siam, which is a local Thai restaurant in Vegas, is under investigation after over 30 people reported getting sick after dining there. Mm. But not like food poisoning sick, okay? Instead, the patrons later reported feeling high 
after their dining experience. <laughs> Reported symptoms included disorientation, increased heart rates, blurred vision, and even loss of consciousness. Not funny. The sicknesses all appear to have occurred over a single weekend last month, and now the diners are coming forward to say that they're pretty sure that their Thai food was tainted with THC because a few of these diners actually got so sick that they had to go to the hospital where they tested positive for THC. And now Las Vegas police are investigating. It's a secret. It's a secret. <laughs> I feel Siam. like, so this secret of Siam I looked up, it only opened a couple of years ago in 2019. So almost three years ago. But can you imagine if over a single weekend, a bunch of people got super stoned after eating at your restaurant? Something had to have been in that food. Yeah, for sure. Now, I have to wonder, that that was the latest because the news story was really recent, but I have to wonder what kind of charges you would get. Is that enough to take down a restaurant? Probably not, right? Uh, I mean, the least they would do is pull your health code permit or whatever, right? Yeah, so they. I read a report that said that upon every single check, the secret of Siam is always passed with flying colors. It's never been an issue. So that makes me feel like it must have been like a disgruntled employee. Yeah, I mean, I think or just somebody trying to cause some shit. I think it's pretty hard to accidentally put THC and everything. That means you're pouring cannabis oil into the food. Right. That pad CU was popping off. Also, I know you don't like pad um, Thai food, but pad CU is amazing. Uh. There's always better food. Yeah, but Patsy, you. <laughs> yeah, but there's always like Korean. That flat noodle with the broccoli and the yeah, beef. Yeah, but like Gobi Jim. Yeah, I know Korean food is better than Thai food, but still, <laughs> I just want you to love it. I mean, you know that I don't. I don't discriminate against any Asian food. Ali, anything. You already admitted that to and, the public. Me and Ami have a just. Oof. <laughs> I can't put that in. <laughs> Okay, you're sleeping on the couch tonight. Definitely not. I would rather eat like berries and leaves than eat a human. But if they, if you're in the Andes and it's all snow, there's nothing to eat. Eat the snow. You will die. That's not gonna. There's no protein. No, you can survive on water alone for like two weeks. Yeah, I'm saying this is day twenty nine. It's time to time to fry up, <laughs> fry up the fat guy in row thirty eight. <laughs> Can't you survive on water for a really long time? You've, you watched the Yellow Jackets once, and now you want to be a cannibal. We didn't finish it, so I don't know. We literally didn't watch the season finale. That's it. How long can you survive on just water? I think it's not that long. A human can go without food for about three weeks. Yeah, so weeks. But fall. would typically only last three to four days without water. So that three weeks, that's 21 days you can go with just water. I'm saying it's day 30. You probably are like hallucinating at like day 15. Yeah, you're, you're looking at Dave, dead Dave. Yeah, and you're like, mm. you're just seeing a turkey. <laughs> you wouldn't see a turkey. I wouldn't see a turkey. I would see like <laughs> <laughs> shrimp tempura. <laughs> How are you going to fucking tempura a person? Fire. <laughs> what? Do you know how to start I, a fire? Yeah. How are you going to make the batter? You know what I mean? You picked the weirdest sand. thing. Like I'm saying, like just steaks. You're saying steaks. Fucking sand. <laughs> what sand on the on the? What? Oh, that's awful. It would make me feel better at least to know that he's like frozen. If we're in the Andes. Like yeah, exactly. He's not gone off. Like I think 
it's weird if day two you're like, let's fry them up. Right. But I think. Yeah. Then you're definitely <laughs> people are looking like I know you're I'm like, stranded with the serial killer. You're like, I hope this plane crashes because I'm hungry. <laughs> That's fucked. But day 20, what are you going to do? It's like you're going to die or you're going to eat human flesh. And in that situation, I'm like, at least I'll know what it tastes like. Yeah. But your question to me wasn't like. <laughs> Would you, would you, after three weeks of being stranded, eat a human? You were like, do you ever think about eating humans? Would you, though? Okay, in reality, no, I would never, okay? If I was stranded for, like, um, maybe, I don't think I would even do it after three weeks. I think I would do it if I, it was, like, day 30, and I was so delusional that I couldn't think for myself, and somebody was like, you've got to eat this meat, and yeah, put the, it in my mouth. Yeah, the guy that was eating all the meat. He's the cereal like, Listen, killer. I'm, I'm awake. He's I'm like, aware. I've been eating meat for two and a half weeks. <laughs> for two months before I got on the flight. <laughs> yeah, true. I don't know, man. The idea of eating human flesh is disgusting to me. I mean, I think me. it's really bad for you, right? Like, there's it like, is really, like, really bad for you. There's a bunch of diseases associated yes. with it. Just to stay alive, just a little taste. <sighs> Ew, that's so gross. <laughs> that's so gross. Just the idea of it, you know, is disgusting. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Like, think about, like, somebody, like, putting an ear on a stick. Why would you choose the ear? Is it the easiest to cut off? Like, look at this. Ooh, that's steak. <laughs> Stop it. What about, like, a toe? What if I give you a toe skewer? You know there's a bar in, like, Alaska that serves a really expensive cocktail that is a toe. A human toe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a toe in, like, an old-fashioned. It's, like, a $2,000 drink. And they get the toes, like... From science? I think so. Sent to them or some shit. So somebody says when they die, I would love to look donate my body to Dude, science. Look it up. And some of those toes go to this bar. Look it up. Oh, my God. The shit you have me looking up. <laughs> $2,000 toe cocktail. <laughs> no, just look up toe cocktail. Human toe cocktail. The drink with a human toe. It's in Canada, by the way. Same shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the sour toe cocktail... Has just the ingredient. It says, this. I'm reading this straight from USA Today, by the way. The cocktail is connected to a legend that dates back to the 1920s about bootlegging brothers who placed one of their frostbitten toes in moonshine as a memento. Oh, woof. <laughs> who wrote this shit? USA <laughs> Today. <laughs> in 1973, the preserved toe was discovered and the Sour Toe Cocktail Club was born. Nowadays, people from all over the world stop by the seemingly typical saloon in the Yukon Territory. Yukon is also in Alaska, isn't it? To become part of its history. Uh, no, it's potatoes. Yeah, I don't know. All right, so Jacob, who's 29 from Perth, first heard about the cocktail on social media and he quickly added to his travel bucket list. It was just one of the things I had to go do. <laughs> It's cannibal. Yeah, in his Australian <laughs> accent. And he isn't alone, okay? So there is a video of him doing it. So is it the same tone they put in every drink? <gasps> so Sour toe rules. It's so 25. Like fucking Captain Birdseye is get putting a toe in this guy's drink. There's a whole song and dance about it. You put in your drink, and then you drink the drink. That is fucking insane. Ah! Then you drink your shot, and then he takes the toe back. You got a certificate. Yeah, and then he takes the toe back. It's the same toe. They're using the same ew, toe. Ew, 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 when, ew, When was the frostbitten one? Like, 1900 what? The 20s? Well, I guess it's pickled at this point. That's disgusting. It's black. 
It's frostbitten. That would make sense. It's a frostbitten toe that might, fell off. I might toss. That's <laughs> a lot. Okay, so it says here, drink it fast or drink it slow, but your lips must touch this gnarly toe. Oh my God, there's a fucking It's line. a mummified toe. So the Sour Toe Cocktail Recipe is one ounce of alcohol, one dehydrated toe. <laughs> uh-huh. And well, I have both of those in a, the kitchen. A garnish of courage. <laughs> so you first pay for your shot of choice, then you pay an extra How $6. Much? That's it? To one of the toe captains. That's why you look like Captain Buzzard. <laughs> the servers who administer the toe-filled drinks and go over the rules. You must let the toe hit your lips, but no biting, chewing, or putting the toe in your oh, mouth is allowed. You can't gnaw on the toe? Swallowing the toe will land you a fine of about $1,900, about $2,000, which is probably what you were thinking. That's it? If you swallow the toe, you have to pay $2,000. That's it? Yeah, because they'll just... I feel like Pharma Bro would just do that. Do you think it's a real toe? Do you think they're just tricking people? No, I think it's a real toe. So the toe captain holds a toe in his hands and says, quote, you can drink it fast, you can drink it slow, but your lips must touch this gnarly toe. You think he says, you can drink it fast or you can drink it slow. Where's he from? India? <laughs> <laughs> but your lips must touch this gnarly toe. I don't think he says it like that. You don't think so? No. <laughs> and then he waves it in front of your nose as well. And then he just drops in your drink and you just do the shot, according to Jacob. Um, Adam, who is the general manager, says that, you know what? The cocktail does meet sanitary standards. The chief medical officer of the Yukon looked at it and gave it a clean bill of health. As long as we keep the toes mummified, which we do by keeping them on salt and serving it in 40% alcohol, that keeps everything legal, quote. But here's what I take. Toes. Toes. Yeah. So it's not the actual, it's not one toe. So they, where do they get all the toes? That's what I want to know. Where the, where's the Here you go. toe provider? Here you go. Um, Adam says that the toes are donated to the hotel and they have about 10 in rotation. And this was as of October 2019. See, I knew about this. You didn't know about this. Here you go. One of their big toes, and but though any toe is allowed, by the way, <laughs> came from a <laughs> British Marine who lost it to frostbite during the Yukon Arctic Ultra Marathon last winter, so in 2018. More recently, another man donated a toe that he lost to gout. <laughs> oh, you don't want a gout toe in your drink? <laughs> I don't want a gout toe. That My grandpa weird. lost a toe. Did he put in a cocktail? No, absolutely fucking not. I feel like that's the South African. Because he's nervous. normal. <laughs> absolutely not. That's like the, the last thing anyone would do. They'd be like, cease! <laughs> There's no way. Well, now you know about... You just blew my mind, Now babe. you know about toe pills. Wow, that is wild. We should do that sometime. Yeah? You have to let the toe touch your Would lips, Would you though. do it? Would you do it? I feel like you're way more squeamish, squeamish than I, I am. I want fresh meat, not a mummified toe. Yeah, you just want to cannibal out. <laughs> <laughs> you freak. It says no gnawing. Like, what's the point? Yeah, you can't swallow it. You have to pay $2,000. What if you accidentally swallowed it? They'll get another toe. They have 10. That's right. They're flush with toes. But you do have to pay $1,900. I'd be so pissed if I, I accidentally swallowed a mummified toe. I'd probably throw up immediately. You'd have to poop it out. Like all the bones Ew! You have to poop out a toe? Can you imagine? You would check every poop you took just I, to see when the toe I would in. not. I would. I'd be like, when's the toe coming out? Just to make sure it I came think, out. I Wouldn't think you, you want to make sure it came I out? I think you would feel it. No, I don't think so. You don't think so? It, it, what if it's lodged in a turd? 
Wouldn't you want to check? I would check every poop I took to make sure the toe came out of my body. I, I would probably you get, wouldn't? I'd probably get surgery. Yeah, so if you just go to the emergency room and be like, um, I, I swallowed swallow the human toe. Help me. I would not live one day with a toe in my stomach. You wouldn't drink that drink. Yes, I would. Okay. Absolutely, I would. Let's go. Summer vacation. We'll take Harrison. It's literally $14. <laughs> yeah, we got to fly to Canada. All right, so I had to wrap up this month's stories with uh, Florida crime because Florida. This Florida man was arrested after he fled the car he was driving, which was stolen after it got stuck on the railroad tracks before being hit by a train, Mm. which sent the stolen car flying into a nearby home. You following? Yeah. Okay. So luckily, the residents of this home that got a car thrown into it were all unharmed, as was the driver of the car, which, like I mentioned, he had fled the car after it got stuck on the tracks. But get this. When questioned by police, the man actually said that he only stole the car to search for his own vehicle. Which was stolen. (laughs) No, it wasn't. He just couldn't find it. After he left a bar in Martin County. But when the car got stuck on the tracks, he jumped, obviously, And then he watched as a stolen vehicle went crashing into a nearby residence. But still, he was not done. So after the crash, now without a vehicle, again, the man then proceeded to steal a forklift from a fruit stand, okay? Hell yeah. After he vandalized the fruit stand, he was arrested, obviously, and he's charged with grand theft and criminal mischief. How did he vandalize the fruit stand? They didn't say. What? Yeah, they just said he vandalized it and then stole a forklift. I mean, it's, you know. You Maybe need, he just, like, crashed into it. You need a license to drive a forklift. It's mm-hmm. very different from a car. So he's got some skills. Maybe he was like, hey, man, can I borrow your forklift? And the guy was like, no. And so then he just, like, punched a hole into the fruit In stand. In a melon. <laughs> Shit like that is terrifying to me. Because it's like, you could technically <laughs> die because of somebody's idiotic mistakes. We're going to Florida in, like, two weeks. I know. <laughs> But we're going to the Keys, where everything's normal. <laughs> mm. It's a good thing the train by us drives like five miles an hour. What train? The Highland Park train. That train at the tracks, mm. it literally goes so slow. Yeah, there was a car that got stuck on it a couple of years ago, though, remember? No. It was dented. <laughs> Dead serious. It's dented. All right, you guys, that will do it for our roundup of the true crime stories you may have missed in February of 2022. As always, all the sources are listed down below, as well as links to Nils and myself on Instagram, and a link to support the show. Maybe you guys will get lucky and get another story in like two days, because we got to go to this wedding. (laughs) I mean, we got to go to this wedding. All right. Well, thanks. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.